0: Welcome to the first episode of our top 10 podcast episodes of the Practical Christian Podcast. And to kick things off, I wanted to share an episode that when I look back on it, I look back very fondly because there have been times on the podcast where I really am just sharing a current struggle that I'm going through, something I'm wrestling with God on, something I'm studying out, something that I'm really trying to devote myself to figuring out, and then once I have, some kind of breakthrough or realization where I learned something, then I got to make a podcast episode about it. And that's what this podcast episode really is about. Because for the longest time, it is very difficult for me to choose between two seemingly good options. You had option A, which looked good, and you had option B, that looked good, and I would just be petrified, not sure which one to take. So in this episode, I will lay out what I learned and how to navigate that dynamic And I hope you enjoy it and get something from it as well. For much of my Christian life, I have really done, I think, a a pretty good job of dedicating myself to figuring out God's will. You know, questions like, what does God want me to do? What job does he want me to have? Where does he want me to live? Those have been things that I've always tried to keep at the forefront of my life, because I never want to get to a place where I'm not living in accordance with God's will, Now, sometimes the answers to those questions are really clear. Like God makes those things exceptionally clear what he wants me to do or what the right choice is. But sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he doesn't come out and say, all right, Travis, this is what I want you to do. And so what do you do with that? Like, what do you do when you have to make a decision about something and your options are all good? right? How do you make a decision between two equally good choices, for instance? And so what I want to talk about in this episode is how to take action and not just be paralyzed in analysis mode, trying to weigh all the options, how to actually take action when both options seem like they could be the right choice. And so to start off, it's really just important to understand what is and what isn't a part of God's will in the sense of how we interact with it, right? So questions like, does God want me to eat at Chick-fil-A or McDonald's this morning? What is God's will? Does he want me to have a chicken biscuit or a McGriddle? Those aren't really things that God, that God uh, concerns himself with in the sense of, you know, trying to figure out what is God's will? What is God's plan for my life? What is my purpose? what you eat for breakfast is not really in that conversation, all right? God is much more concerned with your spiritual trajectory. And that's uh, when we see God's will in the Bible, quite often that is what it's talking about. Like who we become. Are we going closer to Jesus? Are we going closer to God? Or are we pulling away from that? Are we focusing on living a spiritual life, or are we falling in love with the ways of the world? Those are the things that God is concerned with in as far as making his will known to us. And so, but that's not a question. That's not something that's unknown because that's something God makes really clear. God's will for you, his will with a capital W, is that you pursue holiness, that you love God and love others as yourself and that you make disciples, like that is God's will. That is God's will for everyone. And so there's no question that, about that, right? And so for us, it's more about trying to figure out, is this decision going to draw me closer to God or create unnecessary barriers between myself and God? Those are the kinds of God's will, quote unquote, questions that that he is interested in, right? He's not interested in micromanaging your daily activities or helping you pick out uh, what color t-shirt you should wear today, all right? Um, so that's important to to recognize and to kind of hold in the back of our minds as we approach this scenario, is that God is much more concerned with who you are as a person versus, you know, whether you take the uh, the interstate or the back roads to work, all right? And then the other thing that's really freeing to remember is that God can and does work through your mess, all right? One of my fears as an early Christian, as a young Christian was making the wrong decision and messing up God's plan. Like I did not want to be that guy that messed everything up because I did something foolish or or silly, right? But God's plan is resilient. It is much more resilient than we give it credit for. And God's purposes will be achieved regardless of what any of us choose to do, right? God will be glorified. God will be honored with or without us. Jesus even says that, you know, God can make rocks cry out in worship. So, you know, see that as a positive. (laughs) You know, that's a relief that God's plan is resilient, that there's not really a lot that you can do to mess that up. So that should help take a little bit of the pressure off when you're trying to figure out what do I do? What's the right choice, right? That as long as you're looking through it with the lens that we're about to discuss, there's not a lot that you can do to mess that up, all right? So you should feel, you should feel relief about that. You should feel pretty good about that. But um, so those two things being said, you know, understanding what God's will is and trying to decipher that, he's much more interested on a 30,000-foot on a view. And then also that even when we make mistakes, that is not going to jack up God's plan. How do you choose between two good options, right? And so here's the lens that I've used that has served me well, Um, That I would encourage you to consider using as well So when I have two good options two things that i'm not really sure what the right choice is I ask myself this With all the information currently at my disposal What gives me and my family the best chance of doing well spiritually? All right with all the information currently at my disposal What gives me and my family the best chance of doing well? Spiritually and the currently at my disposal part is really important because Sometimes you make a decision and then six months later, you learn some new information that makes you go back and regret the decision that you made. But you, unfortunately, you can't look into the future and say, all right, what am I going to know later on that could help me make this decision now? All right. So you just go ahead and let yourself off the hook for that because it's not possible <laughs> to, uh, to, to do it any other way. Right. So be okay with the information you currently have. And then from there, decide what you think is going to give you and, if you are married, if you have kids, you know, what gives you and your family the best chance of doing well spiritually? If you try and make your decisions through that lens, then it's really hard to go wrong. You might make a less than ideal decision, but you're certainly not going to make an awful decision, right? And so, here are some questions or some, some uh, potential dilemmas where this lens is helpful, right? So, for instance... You have an opportunity to take a higher paying job in a city that doesn't have a church that you feel comfortable with, right? You're not sure if there's a body of believers there that shares your convictions and your and your doctrine and, and what you know about the scriptures, and you're not really sure if you're going to find spiritual support there. Well, what do you do? This one's a little more clear than uh, some of the scenarios we're about to get into. It's like, well, if I'm going to do what's best for me spiritually, I'm going to turn down that higher paying job because having a spiritual family around me is more important for my longevity as a Christian, right? So that's how that lens gives clarity to, you know, something that's not bad. It's not bad to take a higher paying job. It's not bad to move. It's not a bad decision. It just might not be the best decision. What about a question or a decision like, should I join this small group or that small group? Well, it's, it's really hard to mess that up, right? Um, but if you're torn between two, just ask yourself, like, what is going to give me and my family at this point in our lives the best chance to do, spir- do well spiritually? You know, and that might mean being in a small group that challenges you more because you recognize I need to be challenged to grow. So it doesn't necessarily mean the one that is tailored fit to your needs, but ask yourself and, and and try and figure out which one is really going to help me spiritually. Uh, here's one that I've wrestled with. Should I take my wife on a date tonight or jump into a Bible study with somebody? Well. I can make a case for both. Both of those seem really important. And in an ideal world, I would do both. But if I only have to choose one, how do I do that? And so, depending on what's going on in my relationship with my wife at the time, and, you know, what the situation is with the Bible study, I could go either way, depending on the week, depending on the month, right? But but I always try to approach it with this lens. And that's just really helpful for me. Because, and, and hopefully it'll be helpful for you, right? That with all the current information currently at your disposal you just ask yourself what gives you and your family the best chance of doing well spiritually and roll with that because throughout your life you'll be faced with many dilemmas some with clearer answers than others but if you strive to make the decision that gives you and your family the best chance of doing well everything will end up working out in the end